so hype right now welcome to the open mic podcast here recorded live from the privacy of my own building there we go again i never do the words man let me tell you something i've had by far one of the best weeks in comedy ever in my seven years of doing comedy i'm gonna let this ride out for a second like i'm so hyped right now i have to play one of my favorite hype songs when i go do shows this joint right here this janelle song you just shut up We got so much to talk about, man. This weekend is All-Star Weekend. Uh, I saw this that whack-ass slam dunk contest. Um, my daughter did stand-up for the first time. So much to talk about, man. I really have had a good week in comedy. I'm not going to front. I'm not going to I'm not gonna be bashful about it. I'm not going to be humble about it. I'm not going to be like, eh, it was all right. Nah. Pretty good week. Pretty strong week of comedy for me. Yes, yes, it has. Yes, it has. So... I'm going to chill out for a second and let this this Method Man, Red Man, and Janelle play. Not to be confused with Janelle or Janae. Janae Monet. All right. Nothing can change that. Not romance or marriage counseling. You dropped the ball, now I'm bouncing. Find me a room, burn up an hour. Yeah. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough for y'all. Man, welcome to the Open Mic Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Brown. And like I said before, I probably um, had some of the, um, had a pretty good week, man. I'm not going to front, man. Um, I want to first thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to this podcast. Um, you could have been doing anything in this world. You could have been um, making groceries. You could be actually doing work at your desk. You could be um, changing the oil in your car. You could be playing the PS4. You could be getting up with your friends for some Grand Theft Auto. I know I do that from time to time. Um, you could be getting your hair done, your nails done. You, can, you could be taking your son to get his hair cut. There's a lot of stuff you could have been doing, but instead you're taking a little time out of your day to t- listen to me bamble and ramble about random subjects that um, honestly makes me feel really, really good. It gives me a little, it makes me a little tingly on the inside. Uh, it makes my curls twist a little harder, if that's something that I should brag about. Uh, it makes me feel a little uh, moist in a non-female way. Um, it does turn me on in a romantic novel kind of way. Um, it does make me feel like I am uh, one and a million in my Aaliyah voice. Okay, um, thank you. Um, pretty soon, um, s- some some more announcements. 
um, starting in March. The promote hashtag promote might be t-shirts will be going on sale. Um, I'm getting a limited number, so if you would like to purchase a promote might, a promote might be t-shirt, there will be a link in the um, bio soon. It's also you can locate that. Um, on my uh, website, which is www.olmike.com. I repeat, that is um, Promote Might Be T-shirts will be on sale starting March 1st um, or a little later. You can get those shirts at, um, there will be a link in the bio of my Instagram or on my um, uh, on my Podbean, but the, uh, it will be www.olmike.com. Um and and also, man, I'm not just selling shirts. I'm gonna be selling snapbacks and socks. Shout out to my man Dame Arts, um, all the way out B more. Um, I don't know how I came up. I think I came across him. Um, I think Jason Williams was looking for a shirt hookup, and Ramim, um, had gave him his name. And uh, what was funny is when he gave him his name, you know, as a comic, you always got to stay in the loop. So what I did was I just kind of. I saw that status and I turned the notifications on and I think I liked it and I turned the notifications on and that's how I got like four different artists or four different uh, shirt makers that um, do shirts and I saw him and um, he's pretty pretty reasonable. So shout out to Dame Arts yet again. Um, he, he, he's um, a good guy. Um, the shirts that he sent me, uh, the prototypes are uh, pretty good. So uh, I can't complain and um, we, 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 you know, we've got a good working relationship. Um, Per se, um, what else, man? Shout out to Genesis Barbershop. I'm just shouting out people that's been looking out for me. Genesis Barbershop. Oh, hey, let me tell you something. This dude, when I first moved down here in Norfolk, Virginia, um, this dude here was, uh, he just had a chair. He just had a chair. And um, he went from having a chair to um, owning a small barbershop to owning a bigger barbershop to owning two barbershops to owning two barbershops and a barber college. And um, that's in the span. I've been here almost seven, eight years. Um, that's in the span of seven, eight years. And um, so uh, the hashtag slow and steady always wins the race. It's not just, you know, a hashtag. It's also, uh, you know, something you should live by. You know, a lot of people out here are rushing to try to get it. And it's, you know, the Instagram, the instant needed, the instant, 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 instant. When really you should just sit back, chill, relax, and just, like, enjoy the ride. Um, so... Yeah, I'm really, really good. I got that. I got that stuff out the way. I'm, I'm trying to send a text. Um, um, so let me get this out the way right now. Boom, and I'm done. So, um, yeah. So I was talking about my interesting week in comedy. Um, I want to first shout out uh, Kasha Patel, or Patel. Um, um, she had a Valentine's Day show that um that she had booked me for, and um, it was fun. I'm not going front. It was really, really fun. It was really fun. And um, basically, you know, she, um, you know, it was broken down in different relationship statuses. And um, she runs a really good, uh, uh, she runs with this group called Capital Laughs. Um, Jack Coleman and um, Norm Corman and Kasha. And I think there's like 95 other members. I'm not throwing shade. I don't know everybody. So uh, charge it to my heart and my mind. Not my, um, yeah, just charge it. Just, pr- you know, just charge it. Um, um, uh, um, yeah, just charge it, charge it using uh, MasterCard or Visa. Um, but yeah, so I did, um, she gave me about 15 minutes, I believe, um, to do some time and it was a red hot audience. I like to say that now, that's my thing. It was a red hot audience 
And um, it was really, really good, man. Um, it was packed out. And um, uh, who was on the show? It was uh, Chelsea Short was on the show. Uh, uh, Catherine Jessup was on the show. Uh, J- Jack Coleman was on the show. Uh, Brock Snyder was on the show. Um, and everybody really did their thing. Kasha hosted. I know I'm missing someone else. Uh, Barback. Barback was on the show. Um, was on the show. So it was a really, really good show. And um, Oh, and Naomi Caravani was on the show. Um, that's very important for, for the next story, I'll tell you. Um, so everybody really did their thing. And um, uh, Kasha had me feature for Chelsea Short, which is always an honor and a privilege. Uh, I think Chelsea Short is one the, uh, is a very outstanding comedian in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Um, she's really holding the game down. She's really has it on lock as the kids or the children would say, or maybe the middle-aged men. I don't know if on lock is even in style anymore. Um, but it's happening, and it happened. And that's what, um, you know, that's what's going on right now. Uh, from there, I think that was on Valentine's Day. So we skipped the 15th. The 15th, I went to Michelle's show, which was also at the Bear Baron. Imagine that, um, Bear Baron. Um, and she had that place rocking. Uh, Michelle had Marcus Brown. Trusty Short was on it, uh, Haywood Turnip C. Jr., Greg Stevens, uh, Rallo Boykins. Um, I feel like I'm missing somebody. I'm always missing. I should really, like, wrote this down. Like, I got my notes in front of me, my iPad notes, but I don't have anything else written down. But, um, yeah, once again, uh, her show is called Smash, and I think it's every third Wednesday of the month. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I know Michelle's going to be listening, hopefully. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and I can li- I can literally just sit here because I got the laptop right here. I can go in here and do the research, but I don't want to because it's my second time working GarageBand. I don't want to take those risks, okay? I don't want to take those risks, all right? I don't want to take any of those risks and um and um end up doing something that's going to mess it up. So, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Um, but um, yeah, so um. Really good show, and Smash is basically a show based off of sex, and and like Rallo said, only a woman could pull off a show called Smash. No man could be like Smash because it's going to sound really aggressive. Um, and it was funny in the back because that's why I like to hang. I like to hang out with the comments in the back because like the conversations are really really good. And um, um, Greg Stevens, uh, Marcus has a joke, and Greg Stevens have a joke, and and they both you know they're not they didn't, they didn't steal anybody they didn't steal each other's joke, but it's similar. And, you know, Greg was like, man, I don't know if I should do it. And um, Greg's just getting back out there in the comedy scene. And I was like, man, go ahead and do it. If you're feeling froggy, jump. And he was like, man, don't be setting me up, man. And uh, he didn't do the joke, which was hilarious because I wanted him to do the joke. And he didn't do it. He didn't bite. He didn't bite the bait. He didn't, he didn't bite the bait. And uh, <laughs> and uh, But, yeah, it was a really good show. He ended up closing it out. And uh, Rollo's hilarious. And um, which moves on to the big day, which was uh, February 16th. I made my DC Improv hosting debut, and uh, I really want to shout out. Take a quick time, a quick moment to shout out um, Antoine Griffin, uh, uh, Allison Jeffrey, and um, everybody, the whole DC Improv staff. Uh, they really welcomed me and made me feel at home. Um, you know, when you've been doing this for a, a long time, you know that's like the WrestleMania of comedy in the DC DMV area, and um, it was my first time. You know, I've done the open mic, but to you know to get your name featured in the, on the website, to have a, your picture on the website, to get your name on the website, 
to have your name and picture and bio in the brochure, like you're that guy, like I got it right here. Um, it's really a big accomplishment, and it really felt good. Shout out to all the comedians that came out too, just to support me. Um, that was very overwhelming as well. Um, you know, you, you know, um, you know, they're giving me my roses while I'm still upright in that sideways, if that makes sense. And um, I, I, I admit I was a little nervous in the beginning uh, to do the, you know, because I always feel like there's extra weight um, for me. Um, to perform and uh and I you know I went out there in the first 30 to 40 seconds I was a little nervous a little speeding through and then um you know I finally got my rhythm they only gave me uh 7 minutes which is you know for a person who's been doing it for a while it's not a lot of time but it's enough to get your point across as a host and um I set the show up and everybody did their thing it was a really fun show the audience seemed to enjoy themselves I enjoyed myself uh, I was getting text messages throughout the show like yo slow down calm down you got this you're doing good um, shout out to my man, Case on K Space, Case on Wilson. Um, so um, we'll see what, where it goes from here, man. Um, uh, you know, um, just you know, just kicking back. Um, and it was funny because um, Candace August, who was going to be on pretty soon, um, she called me and she was like, "Okay, what we're going to do is because I'm notorious for butchering people's last names, and I really practiced um, over the over the past week or so. But like, it was a lot. Hey, Izadi." was on the show. Like I wouldn't be able to say Azadi, but I did it. Um Naomi Caravani. <laughs> I was like literally practicing this. And um so she called me at work and she was like, okay, we're gonna do this real quick before you go to the Emperor. I'm like, what are you talking about? So she literally made me run through everybody's name on the show. Just to make sure I could announce it. And you know, when you got friends like that, who needs a, a speech a speech teacher? Hmm? Who needs that when you got a friend like that? <laughs> um and then we moved on to the 17th, which was the Wonderland Ballroom. Shout out to Don't Block the Box, which was another debut show for me. Another show for me that I, I've been wanting to get on for years, and I finally got on, which is Don't Block the Box. And I was featuring for Elahe Izadi. And um, P, um, ah, ah, Brian, Brian, um, uh, what, um, I can't, Brian P, it's, some, it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, I want to say Parisky, Parisky, Brian Parisky. I'm messing his name up. I'm not even going to attempt, but hilarious guy. Uh, Jen Tisdale was on the show. Uh, myself, uh, Reggie Melbro. Shout out to Reggie Melbro from Don't Block the Box. Um, and it was one more person. I'm always missing one person, and I can literally just sit here and just. It was me, Reggie, Brian Parisi. Brian Parisi was his name. Brian Parisi, Brian Parisi, Jen Tisdale. Me and Elahe Azadi, and um, that place, um, I mean, packed. I mean, to the point where Reggie was like, We gotta move this table out the way because we're almost at capacity and we don't want to be at capacity, so we're going to move this table out the way, and boom, we're gonna do that instead. And um, he did that, it was really, really <laughs> was funny, and we was packed to capacity. Uh, shout out to everybody that came through at the Wonderland Ballroom, and um. Yeah, the 17th, I was just making um, low, dolo, low, dolo moves to, um, you know, get myself together for uh, tonight. Um, so, yeah, man, um, I'm going to take a little break. And uh, when I come back, I'm going to try to do this Facebook live chat thing. And um, we're going to see where this takes me because I don't know how this is going to work. I also would like to... Uh, try to do this um, 
try to do this thing. So here we go. We're gonna we're gonna take a small break. We're gonna come back. I'm trying to find a song. We're gonna come back, and we're gonna do this. Okay. So you know, even even in the podcast itself, even 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 when I was doing the podcast before, um, uh, I was never prepared. And these are one of those times. Okay. All right. Be right back. Um, open mic radio show, well, open mic podcast. I need to really select a name. Is it a radio or a podcast? It's on the podcast, but it's not a radio. Anyway, um, so I got my friend here who I told you was my speech teacher who called me the day of the DC Improv, like an hour before the show to make sure that um, I read all the names correctly. And like I said, with friends like her who needs a speech teacher, she really did help me out a lot. And I have her here. She's representing Pretty Funny Entertainment. Um, and we're doing this thing, so we're really like cross-training on, on this. That way we can uh, work um, help each other out. I got her here on the uh, Facebook live chat. Uh, I slid in her DMs, everyone. And don't tell her boyfriend because he's not going to beat me up, all right? But I slid in, his, in her DMs, and uh, she's here right now. And um, her name is Miss Candice August. Candice, uh, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. The technology. I, this is fantastic. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's, the, good, the good thing is, no. I wish people could see, like, she put up her pretty funny sign, because she also has a, <laughs> a podcast coming out soon with our co-host, uh, Jennifer. I don't know Jennifer's last name. It's a secret. It's Warnock. 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 It's, uh, it's a top secret clearance. You're not supposed to know that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, all, all jokes aside, she's um, started a podcast. She's really, um, I've known Candice for what, about two years now? Yeah, about two years. And um, when I seen her, um, she's really grown. She's like one of the few uh, comedians that I've known that I've just met. I'm not going to say anything other, but like when I first met that, when I see them, I'm like, I'm genuinely glad to see them because they love the game of comedy. It's not just a, you know, pick it up, pick it up, like a pick it up like a PS controller and then put it back down. Like they're like very involved and they really want to, you know, do good. Learn so, and grow. Yeah. yeah. So when they ask me a question, I don't mind giving them an answer where there's a lot of people I was like, yeah, find out on yourself, fall and hit your face. So um <laughs> <laughs> so uh real quick, talk about um your um your podcast. What's what's it about and what's going on with it? Oh, okay. Um so it is gonna be two female comics. We too are struggling to find a name. We haven't found a name yet. So um it's gonna be hard. But uh it's two female comics and we'll be talking about um, just, uh, being female in the male dominated industry of comedy, um, being, you know, the, the female struggle just in the world, right. It's going to be a very kind of a, it's going to focus on women's issues in a male world. Uh, we'll also talk about, um, current events, obviously, and everything is going to be on a comedic, you know, it's going to be through a comedic lens because we're both comics. Okay. And, um, is she is she a comic or is she a lawyer? What what is she? What what is she? Yeah, doing? yeah, she's a comic. She's actually been performing for quite a while. Um, okay, okay. I think she told me like six or seven years. Wow, and I don't know her. Yeah, she yeah, she 
She lives in Virginia. Um, she used to do a lot of Virginia mics. Like, if you hear her talk about the good old days, it'll be stuff like in Manassas and, you know, things Red that States. I've never even heard of that don't even exist the, the, anymore. The, yeah. the red counties. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're kind of like um, the same age, both, um, you know, no kids and both comics. And, you know, just we kind of have the same experience, right? The same similar world experiences. Um in, in different cultural backgrounds. And I just think that those differences and those similarities coming together will make a really good podcast. We make for really good, uh, funny banter, um, really good uh, kind of uh, anal- analyzing of different issues. It's just going to be really awesome, I think. I got an idea. Boom. See, sometimes what? you got to talk to me so I can help you out. Check it out. Okay. I got the name of your podcast. You what can, is you it? You can have it. You can have it. Even though you, you, you would a pretty podcast. That's dumb. I don't like it. <laughs> Your name is pretty funny. And you <laughs> I know, but a pretty podcast? That's not even... A pretty petty uh, podcast? Uh, PPP? Pretty, 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 <laughs> pretty petty podcast? What? Um, we have a lot. We have a bunch of names, actually, that we're going through. Um, some of them are, are good. Some of them are not too good. I know the importance of having a really kind of uh, ear-catching name for a podcast, especially when you're new. Mm-hmm. It has to be if somebody's scrolling through a list of titles, they'll be like, hmm, let's see what this one's about, you know? Yeah. And, you know, if you just put the, I don't know, two girls podcast, it's just not that doesn't spark any interest. So we got to think of something catchy, but something that is also indicative of what you will get when you tune in. So it's been um, a really difficult endeavor trying to figure out what we're going to call this. Okay. And, 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 and like I said before, you like, you've been doing it for a while. And um, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know this, but like Candace, um, like she's a road runner. Like she'll do a show in, um, in a carnival if it um, gives her some exposure. <laughs> and um, so... <laughs> Uh, funny story. So Candace um, booked this gig, recently a recent gig, and she was like, "I'm not going alone. You coming with me? And we're gonna split the profit." So, <laughs> like, all right, cool. I'll go do the show with you. And uh, it was a uh, what was it? Uh, it, was not, it, it, was it was a community event for people who live or people who are from Olive Branch, Palestine, or Olive Leaf, Palestine. Yeah. And so it was whoever came from there and now lives in Virginia, they have this community <laughs> where they get together. So it was families. It was anywhere from 80 years old to literally three or four years old. Two. It's a family event, <laughs> right? And what would you say, like 200 people, 150? It was big. Yeah, it was in there. It, it was packed. It, <laughs> the fire marshal would have came in. Everybody would have been out. Yeah. It was a huge event. And, um, you know, they wanted a comedian. Um, it was interesting that they chose me for a Palestinian event, right? Because, you know, they chose me through one of those booking sites and it has my picture and who I am. So it was interesting. I thought that they chose a black woman to go perform for this group of Palestinians, but they did. (laughs) And, um, you know, I, I know that when you're going to do those private events, it's like, you don't know what, how it's going to be when you show up. And it's always something very interesting. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, you know what, let me bring another comic with me. We'll split the money and split the time. Cause they wanted us to do, they wanted like 20 minutes of comedy. So I was like, I'll bring another comic with me. We can do 10 minutes each, split the money with them. Um, I'm not about to go and deal with this on my own. Cause I know it's going to be <laughs> some shit. <laughs> and we, we ended up having fun though. We met that, the drum line, the Palestinian drum group. Yeah. 
You be, it was cool. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, Candice. Um, after okay. the first two minutes, I mailed it in. I'm like, you know what? This ain't working. <laughs> this ain't working. These babies and everybody, I mailed it in. I'm like, well, this Candice's name is on the flyer. Let me go ahead and <laughs> let me let me warm them up. Let me warm them up. Let me do the best I can to warm them up and bring up your headliner. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? It's, it's you mentioned that you know I'll I'll try to do whatever stage time, and I think that that's I think that's so important. It's like I see a lot of people who are in my in my stage of comedy, and they're already on the oh I'm not going to do that show or I don't do this type of mic, and I'm just like, you know, you've only been doing comedy for a couple years. You're still at the point where you need to do all of the stage time and learn all of the lessons constantly. Yeah. You know, you haven't been in there long enough to to be start to be uppity about where you want to go you know oh internet freeze internet freeze buffering okay i can still hear you i don't know if you can hear me oh no no it it, was like and um and then you froze and it got real silent real fast it's okay oh no i can still hear you okay cool but now you were saying that stage of comedy yeah, you just you just really need to be getting on stage as much as you can and doing all the stage time that you can. I've, I read a lot of uh, comedy books, and the, the, some of the greats have said that they they don't they wouldn't turn anything down until they got to the stage of you know where they are now. So like George Lopez is one of the ones that said, "Don't ever turn things down until you get to the point where you need to be turning them down." You know, the point where it's like HBO and Showtime are fighting over you, and you have to make a choice. But if you're, but you over here, but you down here doing um, Palestinian birthday parties or whatever, you're not like in the, you're not you're not in the stage of your comedy to be turning stuff down. Like also, um, what's her Lucille Ball? I read Lucille Ball's book, and she said one of the reasons that she was able to skyrocket to fame is because she would do a lot of the things that the other women wouldn't do. She wouldn't. She had no problem with somebody throwing a pie in her face or, you know, the comedic stuff. Yeah. And a lot of the other beautiful starlets that she was working with, they were like, I, you know, they felt like they were too good for this stunt or that stunt. Yeah. And she never was. She was just happy to be working as an actress and, you know, getting, getting paid to do something that she loved. And she would always take any gig. Yeah. And that's how she ended up being one of the, the iconic comedic actresses of all time, because she wasn't like, I'm too good for, this particular stunt, you're not about to make me slip on a banana peel, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's so. the whole point. That's um, how I was brought up. You know, the whole point of comedy, I had a guy who, um, his name was um, Don Cooper, Don Cooper, and he did impressions. And um, this is when I was running a room with Wayne Manigo during recessions. And uh, he was like, yeah, you're good, but you got to realize that you're a comedian and your whole job is to make people laugh and make fun of yourself and be a fool. And, um, you know, you can't – there's a certain level of, of dignity or pride you, you can have, but at the same time, you got to be able to still be able to entertain as, as well. Yeah. And he um, – what he used to do was he used to literally waste magnum condoms because he would um, open them up. He'll open up one, and he'll put the condom over his head, like open up the condom, put it over his face. Like to show how big it was? No, just to put it over his face, and then he'll do some sort of, like, uh, impression. Like oh. He'll blow it up with his nose. And I'm like, if you're willing to – Buy five ninety five dollars and ninety five cent worth of condoms. You know those are expensive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know that's pride. Like that, you got to put that into your budget when you when someone asks you what you um, what you charge to perform. <laughs> well, I got I need at least ten for these condoms. I got that's my big, that's my big closing bit. That's my <laughs> but, um, True. But I learned a lot from um doing that from doing that um doing the show that you um you put me on because um like I've never I've done I've done a show in front of Polish people. 
mm-hmm. when I was doing All Stars Comedy Club. Um, I've done a show for the Polish people, um, but like that was a different kind of crowd because at the end of the day, um, you know, it's hard to read though, because one, yeah. you know, uh, you like you can read facial expressions, whatever. But um, you know, my time in Iraq, I've noticed that you know those different countries and stuff like they have their own mannerisms and stuff like that. Like I could read American body language. I could, I know when yeah. this is going south. But (laughs) but like in there, like they're staring at you anyway. So it's like, is this already south that I'm like, is this like the beginning? Yeah. Is this the apocalypse? And they're like, no, we're paying you respect and we're trying to listen. Like they walk around with their hands behind their back, which, you know, here might be insulting, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's Mm -hmm. their thing. So uh, it taught me that, hey, I don't know how to read body language like I thought I did. And, uh, you know, <laughs> because, you know, you go up there, you're like, oh, this, I'm bombing. But they're like, no, you're not bombing. You're, we're just not laughing. They're like, we're listening. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no, I need yeah. you to laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me let me tell you, in the two years that I met you, let me tell you how many clubs you've done. I've done I'm, I've done some quick research. You've done the Baltimore okay. Comedy Factory, Magoobies. You've done the Pittsburgh Improv. Um, you've done the D.C. Improv. You have done mm-hmm. um, Liberty Laughs. You have done um, every chicken shack in Fredericksburg and beyond. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so, like, so you forgot uh, Arlington Cinema Green Room. Oh, the, the Green Room, the Draft House. Um, mm-hmm. You also did the DC Draft House and the DC Draft House. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like, so, like, are you going to save any room for anybody else to do any shows, or are you just going to do them? All? <laughs> I'm trying. I just. I enjoy it. You know, people, uh, I've heard people say, oh, she works so hard. It's, it's not work to me. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying comedy is the first thing that I found that I really, really love mm-hmm. in, in all of my life. It took me this long to find it. And I feel like I'm making up for lost time. You know, if I would have found this when I was 19 or 20, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I could have like, uh, took, taken easy a little bit, but now I, I feel like I'm making up the last time. I want all the experiences. I want to learn all the lessons. I want to have all the fun. I want to have all the cries. Like I'm just going hard at it because, you know, it's just something that I love so much. And I just now found it. But do, and, but do, but do you, you think know, if you would have did, cause one of the things um, I always want, do you think you would have actually had anything to talk about if you did it in your twenties? See, that's the thing is I look at, you know, Eddie Murphy was doing that huge theater when he was like, what, 22 years old when he did that. Yeah. And he's talking about how he used to chase the ice cream truck. And you know what I'm saying? And I'm just thinking, is that the type of material that I would have had if I was at that stage of comedy when I was 22 years old? Yeah. But I mean, I guess I guess there's always an audience that you will reach, right? Because there are other 22 year olds that want to listen to comedy and hear jokes and you have their worldview at that point. Yeah. And then, you know, I guess your audience grows with you. But to answer your question, yes, I would have had things to talk about. I wouldn't have had um, a, the wealth of experience that you get through years of life. Yeah. But, you know, there's always feelings and different funny situations that you can talk about when you're tw- 19, 20 years old. So you say you would have 20 minutes of tender jokes? I would. <laughs> 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 it's hard to get 20 minutes of jokes, period. 20 minutes of stage time doable jokes that you really want to do for anybody. I don't care how old you are. But, um, but yeah, you're you're right. You you don't have a lot of life experience at that, at that point. So, um, but you're also more carefree too, you know, and you don't realize what you're lacking. So you're like just invincible at that age, you know, and nobody can tell you that you don't know what the fuck. And so you just go and do it. The age doesn't exist for real. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's a condom? I I don't Mm -hmm. need, what's a condom? 
but um, <laughs> it's, it's it's curable. I'll get it twice. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So um, it was something I was about to say. So. But uh, yeah, I just I'm enjoying the experience. That's why you see me doing all of this stuff all the time. I like it. I'm enjoying myself. Yeah, because I mean. And, and like I tell this, I tell, I always tell anybody, um, you know, I like, yeah, I was trying to talk to Candace, but like, yo, the booker, but she would do her shows and then get off stage, kiss her boyfriend, pack up her selfie stick, and then leave. And <laughs> like, no one had time to say anything. Like, hey, but that was a good, all right, I'll see, all right, I'll try to catch you next time. Um, well, I used to live really, really far away when I first started comedy. Further, I live far now, but I used to leave, live 30 more minutes out. Yeah. And I just used to, and I have a, a, day do, a day job, too. So I used to do my set and get the fuck out of there and get home for that hour and five-minute drive <laughs> if I had to do. <laughs> so, um... I, I mentioned in the beginning you got um you have this company, um uh, Pretty Funny Entertainment, which you started like in the same year, around the same time. And, and one of the things I like about you is like your goal and, dr- and your drive, um, to to do stuff. And I always said when I when I one of the things that hindered me in my comedy career was like I would latch on to people and we'll talk a big game, and then I I allowed myself to be held back because I wouldn't until I got fed up and then I would do it. But you, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, I got this idea. I want to uh, do this, this, and this, and I'm going to do it. And you would do it. So mm-hmm. uh, when I met you, you were still, you know, fairly new, whatever. And you're like, I'm going to start my own room. And, you, you know, you, you, you met some criticism, some skepticism. So talk about that and talk about Pretty Funny Entertainment, where it comes from and, like, your um, the goal of it and why was it started. Okay. Um, so Layer question. Uh, as I you said, didn't I see that coming. Layers, <laughs> layers of questions. <laughs> You're getting good with these questions, Mike B. Um, so um, when I first started comedy, as I said, I lived so far. I lived in Sterling, Virginia, but like the furthest reaches of Sterling. Yeah. So it would take me like an hour to get out to D.C. Mike's. If I had Mike's in Maryland, it was even worse. Um, and I realized that, you know, there's not that, there was not that much opportunity for stage time as far as open mics in Virginia. At that time, the only one I knew of was Epicure and that was only twice a month. The rest of the time I had to drive to DC and you know, I was, I was super, super hardcore, even more hardcore for that time. Cause I used to go to mics like five days a week. I still do probably three or four, but <laughs> it used to be like five or six days a week. And you know, that that ate up my time and gas money going to DC all the time. So I was like, I need to start a mic out here in Virginia so that I can get more stage time without having to drive to DC all the time. And that was really the only idea behind it at first was like, I'm tired of having to drive to DC. I I can drive to DC when I want to, but I don't want to have to because there's no mics in Virginia. So I was at the writers group, the Washington DC writers group, shout out to Wayne Manigo. And I asked him, you know, what are the steps that you need to take to start a room? And he said, and Wayne's like such a businessman when it comes to comedy. He was like, okay, we can talk about it, but let's record the conversation and we'll do it as a, as a podcast episode. Like that was, you know, he's just always business thinking about comedy. And so that's what we did. So I wrote down some questions and I asked Wayne and he called me on this line where you can record it. And um, he published it as a podcast episode on his podcast. And I just asked them, you know, what are you looking for in a venue? How do you, how does, how, if at all, does the venue compensate you? How do you go about getting audience members? How do you go about booking comics? Like everything, I go through everything in a, in a real kind of like um, 
like I'm studying a textbook way. I've got to learn this, okay, and then I can go and do it when they give me the test. So, you know, I'm gathering all this information. Um, and then I remember I kind of put it on the back burner for a while. Um, I was calling venues. It wasn't really going anywhere. Um, and I put on the back burner because I was still performing a lot. And then I went on your podcast yeah. and you were there. And it was one of the times when you had Allie Hanley call in. Do you remember that? Yeah. And Allie was like, oh, I thought you were starting your own room. Why don't you, why aren't you, haven't you done it? And it kind of lit a fire under me because I got called out like on a, on the radio. You don't <laughs> you like know? being called out. <laughs> I got called out on the radio. She's like, well, what are you doing? You bullshit, you know? And then um, I remember you, Marcus, and Michelle were in the studio. Allie called in, but you, Marcus, and Michelle were in the studio. Yeah. And you guys were saying um, that when you run a room, uh, it gives you more exposure. And sometimes people want to book you more. It's like kind of like an exchange program. Oh, I'll get you on my show so I can come get on your show. And they were like, so it, it has more benefits than just stage time. You know, it gives you more exposure and stuff like that. And so I had four people, y'all three in the studio, Hanley, um, Allie on the phone, all telling me like, what the fuck? Like, come on, get it, do it. Why not? Yeah. And so um, uh, I found a room and started recessions. Um August 2015, I uh, started Pretty Funny Entertainment. So it's over that Monday room. I still have it now. It's over a year old. It's like a year and a half old now. So been two years uh, this summer. Okay. So, but but it, you know, um, uh, more layered questions. All right. So recessions. You started recessions. Um, everybody's mm -hmm. there. Um, you did radio ads for it. Um, don't believe yeah. it, just watch. Did that joy. Um, <laughs> um, um, so, but now, what was what you've been? What two years now? Two years, pretty funny entertainment. Yeah. And um, yeah. how's because it, it's expanded? But I don't want to just say expand. I want you to talk about. I want you to brag about yourself. So it went from recessions <laughs> to to what? Like talk about the expansion. Um, talk about it. Um, how they grow. Um, keep going. At first, it wasn't really an expansion. It was just a lateral move because Recessions does not have wait staff and they refuse to get wait staff. Yeah. And I would have so many people that would come for the show. Uh, you know, over time, I built up an audience um, that would continue to come back. And it got to the point where, you know, they were complaining. First of all, Recessions is like this. I don't want to talk about recessions because they gave me my start, but it's just kind of this grimy basement. It's hot down there. It looks like they haven't updated the anything since like 1972. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> they got a bomb chicken, um, grilled chicken, chicken salad, by the way. Uh, chicken they do. <laughs> they do. And they have these $3 beers that are like in gallon jugs almost. Yeah. So the drink specials are really good, but they don't, they refuse to get weight stabbed. And so people were like, Wait, I, and I talked to the venue and I said, a comedy show is not the same as what you normally do here, which is just karaoke or a bar where people are just floating around and then they come to the bar to order their drink. Yeah. When you have a show here, people are seated watching the show. They're not going to get up to order anything. You have to come to them. Yeah. And um, it's just because of the nature of the event. Yeah. Um, but the comedy show was the only kind of sit down event that they did there. Every other day is karaoke or club night. And so they, they couldn't really adapt well um, oh. to the show. And my, aud my audience was, I started to do comment cards because I wanted to know what the audience was saying. Because ultimately, whatever venue I'm in is attached to Pretty Funny indirectly. Yeah. So they don't think, 
oh, this venue is is ter has terrible service. They think, oh, this pretty funny show had terrible service because that's what they came to see. Yeah. So eventually, I just had to move it to a place that had more was more equipped to handle the crowd that I was bringing in. And so I moved it to Dirty Martini, and Dirty Martini is on the weekends a club, but Monday through Friday a restaurant. So they had actual wait staff yeah. to, to come around and take orders and stuff like that. So, and plus I had too many people um, that they were like all on top of each other when I was at recession. So I had to move to a larger venue and I had to move to a venue that could handle um, the volume. Okay. 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 All right. So you moved from recessions to, um, to provide the volume um, that, you know, to, to, to supply the demand of what you was, um, that you read on your comment cards. So what, what was the next mm -hmm. venue that you went to? And so Dirty Martini is owned by a guy who owns uh, other restaurants and he also owns Romeo and Juliet. Mm -hmm. And so they asked me because of the success of um, Cocktails and Comedy, which is my Monday show, because of the success and the money that they were making from it, they asked me to do a show at their other venue as well. Um, and so I had never been to that venue. Um, I did, I had a Tuesday night show that I had just started mm. and I was at Mad Hatter for maybe three times. And then when they asked me to do a show at their other location, I just moved it to Romeo and Juliet instead of keeping it at Mad Hatter. Um, and so now my Tuesday show is there and I loved that venue because mm. how many, you and I know, comedy works so good in an intimate space. Mm -hmm. um, so I finally found a combination, something that was an intimate space and also had the wait staff um, so, that, so that my people wouldn't complain. And so now I've been also trying the Monday show out there. The Monday show is probably gonna move back to Dirty Martini um, in the spring, but I, I tried it out at Romeo and Juliet for the last two or three times. The Tuesday show is stationed there. That Tuesday show is going to be at Romeo and Juliet no matter what. Mm. Um, but it's interesting, like how much better a show will run depending on the logistics and the floor plan of the venue. Okay. Okay. All right. So, yeah. you, you so you went from recessions, which I call recessions. To, uh, you want to if you want to run a room as a comedian, startup kit room start up there it is it is the starter <laughs> kit room it really is it really is because don't let anybody go in there and do comedy so yeah. if you're looking for a room call at them <laughs> yeah. so you went from there you expanded to um you know to dirty martini, turn, dirty martini. now you have romeo and juliet um mm -hmm. you got contests um you have contests mm -hmm. there um mm -hmm. you're doing private gigs you know i've done yes. a lot of them so like in a very small yes. amount of time, which I know, um, and I'm gonna put you out there. I don't care. I don't care if you block me or follow me on Facebook. I don't care. Um, me, that's my sister. Sometimes me and her have a spat. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we has, do. Yes, okay. So <laughs> she doesn't like it when I bring up her tender in comedy, but I'm gonna bring Ten it up. Tenure. Tenure. Yeah, see, told you. Oh, who needs a speech? Who needs a speech coach? <laughs> Her tenure in comedy, but I'm proud of her because in the short amount of time that she's been in comedy, what she's accomplished, and there are people like myself. I'm, I'm even myself, and I'm not. I'm not a jealous person, but she's done more clubs. She has done more. Um, she's hosted for more celebrities than I have in my seven years than she didn't. Than her, and I want you to. I, I wanted you to take pride in that. You know, don't don't you Thank know you. don't don't be um I you know don't be insecure. 
and you know, cause uh, and and you know what you accomplished or try to work. Don't worry about that. You know, it took me seven years to get to DC Improv. It took you, you know, less than four and a half months. You know, <laughs> no, it didn't. You, know it. you always say that DC Improv didn't always have the open mic. They've only had it for like two years now, right? Yeah. Like they they had just started it. Um, in like the summer of 2015. So it didn't take you seven years. How can it take you seven years to get on something that's only existed for like a year and a half? Well, they were still booking local <laughs> comics though. But what I'm just saying is, is like, but you know, you already, but like my goal was to get in the improv. Like your goal mm. was, okay, well, I'll, if, if I, I just want to get better and be funnier. That's yeah. the only goal I ever so had. So you went to Pittsburgh improv. So I was like, you know, so I would have had that forethinking. <laughs> it's like, I'm waiting for them. And you was like, oh, I'll wait for them as I drive to Pittsburgh. Like, I didn't have that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, all right, cool. Well, I'm just going to do this Magoobies thing over here. So it's like, you've literally reached every club in the DMV area um, that's that's here. And in and, and, and your, and your short amount of uh, time that you, you've been doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely proud of you. For everything Thank that you, you accomplished, um, so um, we got some more private gigs coming up. You know, you'll be on those as well. I killed all of them. Pretty funny. <laughs> I killed all of them. I'm about to buy some shit. Mike shares. kills on the private gigs. <laughs> we do. Pretty funny gets contracted a lot to do um, these community gigs, like um, at senior homes or at apartment complexes or whatever. And every time somebody contracts us for a private gig, I always have Mike come host it. They love him. They love him every time. <laughs> It's great. Yeah, uh, I, I just read the inbox. I was reading. Inbo- I'm reading inboxes and stuff like that because I'm supposed to meet somebody for some equipment. Um, <laughs> and, that, and that's and that's what I mean. Now I'm being a professional. I need to just shut my phone down. Um, so there's something else I wanted to say. I want there's something else I wanted to say to you, and it was important. Uh, what was it? And I can't think of it right now. It's gonna hit me. It's gonna hit me when I'm done recording this. And I'm like, God dang it. Um, freak, Candice. What was it? What's the candidate? I don't know. We were talking about clubs and pretty funny, talking about um, goals oh, reached. Boom. Got it. Got it. Boom. All what right. is it? So, um, do you feel any resistance? Layered question. Do you feel any resistance or any um, struggles being, because you, you're like one of three um, black females who actually either put together put together a show or run a room. Um, do you feel any struggles or, you know, any resentment or do you feel any kind of shade or anything thrown to you because you are a black woman, not only doing comedy, but also producing and promoting shows? No, I haven't. I mean, if, if there is, please let me know about it. But I just I've uh, everybody's overwhelmingly been supportive of it. There's some comics. I ask them to come and be on my Monday show because the Tuesday show is more like for newbies because it's a contest. And then the Monday show is like my veterans showcase. And, you know, I'll ask these super, super funny comics who I respect so much and and they're doing way more than me. And, you know, they say yes to come and be on the show. And I'm shocked every time. Like, really? You gonna come be on my my little show? You know, so, I mean, overwhelmingly, it's been, you know, positive and people supporting. They come out and they always say, you know, I had a great time. I love your production value. You, 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 you know, produce good shows. So they've been, they've been very supportive. You know, I'm, I've been shocked at how supportive some of these comics who could be doing anything yeah. booked anywhere and they'll come in and, and drop 10 minutes at my show or whatever. I'm very, very grateful. Okay. Okay. Um, so we're going to close this out. 
this is this is a good test. Okay. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna keep this. I'm gonna get it. Why am okay. I saying this live on the on the podcast? Is is it? The open, is <laughs> you it open, can edit it out. Is it the open, <laughs> you know I'll do no editing. And you get, y'all get what y'all get, and y'all don't throw a fit. I'm talking to the listeners. Um, Why don't you call it the uh, the broken mic podcast? Okay. And then it could be an extension of your production company. <laughs> And uh, Brandon could be on sometimes. It'd be cool. I think that's a cool name, Broken Mike. And then you got to do it with your name, though, M-I-K-E, not uh, M-I-C. I'm thinking about it. But I already got, like, two different iTunes accounts now. iTunes <laughs> pod, pod account. I got, like, two. Like, it's the He Said, he said She Said podcast, and then it's this one. So I just re-logged, I, I re-logged back into this one. This one has over 5,000 downloads. So if there's a... Oh, the open mic. Oh, then stay on that one, definitely. Yeah. Because so. it already has a, a following, right? Yeah. It's like eight followers yeah. or something. So uh, we'll see. Um, but um, do you have anything, um, any closing thoughts or remarks you want to say? Um, closing thoughts. Yes. So if you're a new comic and you're coming in and you're working hard, there's going to be not really haters, but it's going to be... The, the vet comics are going to kind of like have their arms folded and they're going to be like, well, let me see what the fuck she's doing. You know what I'm saying? They, you kind of, they're waiting for you to prove yourself. So don't get discouraged in the beginning. Um, everybody takes a while to, to figure it out. Just keep working hard. That's all you do. Don't shut everything out and work on you because only thing that matters is that you keep getting funnier and funnier. Mm-hmm. The only thing that matters is that you keep building up your go from five to a tight 10 to 15 to 20, like work on you and don't listen to the chatter, shut everything out and everything will um, work out. If you work hard on your craft and continue to get better. Okay, cool. Uh, Candace, I want to thank you um, for being on the uh, open bike podcast. I got it. It's going to be podcast. I like it. I like the way it rings. <laughs> but, uh, no. So, no, thank you for, um, being on uh is a, is uh you're my first guest doing this from the um from the studio uh the studio yeah um, and we, well i'm broadcasting live from the pretty funny studios so you know what i'm about to do i'm about to take a screenshot of this and share it with the people let's see if i can do it hold on i think i can do it hold on, hold on, hold on. oh damn hold on don't go anywhere oh you can stop recording or whatever but you gotta stay on the camera Okay. Oh no. Oh no. Um. But okay. Um. Oh yeah. But thank you. Uh, I'm supposed to be doing the same. All right. So but yeah. Thank you for being on. Again. Um. I'm going to. Um. What I'm going to do is I'm going to for listeners. That was Candace August. You could catch her. Um. Every Monday. What's the dates again, Candace? It's first Mondays. Uh, the first uh Monday of the month at. Uh, well, you have to check the Pretty Funny website for yeah, it. So prettyfunnyent.com. Um, it'll let you know when the next shows are. But I typically have shows on the first Monday of every month and the last Tuesday of every month. It's subject to change every now and then depending on the venue or if, or if those days fall on Christmas or whatever. Obviously, I'll change it. But uh, it's typically the first Monday of the month and the last Tuesday of the month. Check me out on prettyfunnyent.com for info on shows and uh, upcoming dates. And, and uh, what's your Instagram, Twitter, Snapper Chat, and all that? Uh, you can find me. So Pretty Funny has its own. Let me promote that instead of my personal. So uh, Pretty Funny ENT. And you can find that on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the web. Pretty Funny ENT is where we are all over the place. Um, me personally is a just underscore Candace, just underscore Candace. Um, my name is K A N D Y C E 
uh, on the Twitters <laughs> and also on Instagram, uh, Tumblr, everything else. Okay, cool. Uh, that was Candace August, everybody. We're going to take another small, and by small, I mean a very short, but not very short, uh, break. By that, I'm just going to stop recording and play some music, and then I'm going to do all the other jazz. So, um, thank you, and um, be right back. Yeah, y'all know about that Mega Man music, huh? Y'all know about that Mega Man music, huh? Yeah, that's that TJ Perkins, y'all. I think I messed up the sound. That was Candace August we just had on again. Um, for pretty funny entertainment. And, uh, we, you know, we're both working on our um, podcast from our um, remote location. So I was trying this Facebook Live thing to see if I can um, get some, um, you know, interviews done without having people to come to my location and just be able to chat, talk, and stuff like that. So... Once again, thanks to Candace August. And like I said, go check her out on Pretty Funny Entertainment. Pretty Funny E-N-T.com for uh, all of your pretty funny news and entertainment updates. All right. And um, that's going to be the end of our podcast um, for tonight. Um, for today? Um, tonight. Let's see. Um, some, what's my next show? DC Draft House, February 23rd. Um, I'm at the DC Draft House with Catherine Jessup's Storytelling Show, which is going to be awesome. Also, you can catch me and at the Brandon Moore Broken Mic Comedy at the Shenanigans. I should be pulling up the flyer right now. This is when I do my research. At the Shenanigans, that is at 2450 18th Street, Northwest Washington, D.C., Broken Mic Comedy. Uh, all sign-ups. If you're a comic, show starts at 730. Um, doors open up at 730. Show starts at 8 p.m. For comics, be there by 7.15, 7.30. The sign-up list will be out. Um, we have 15 to 18 slots are, um, for sign-up. We do a draft house style. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a good time, man. Um, Shout-out to Shenanigans. And this is the third Tuesday of the month, which means Sally's on U Street, attacking the comics. Me and Haywood, Turnip Seed Jr., do what you do, do what we do, like we always do. Um, every first, third Tuesday, catch us at the Attack of the Comics and Sally's on the U Street. Uh, I want to thank you again for listening to the show. Um, on another note, um, I was supposed to talk about the All-Star game, but who needs to talk about the All-Star um, weekend? The wackiest slam dunk contest I've ever seen. Um, the best part was the three-point shootout. Um, and on a personal note, um, I will not be there next week for the um, the last mic at the Arlington Cinema Draft House. It's a staple in the DC comedy scene. Um, it's been around for nine years. Shout out to Andy Klein, Randolph Terrence, and um, Tim Miller for uh, almost nine successful years, man. Um, they will be at the DC Draft House um, doing their show pretty soon. But uh, it's a shame. Um, it's a sad moment in comedy, DC comedy. Um, if you made it, the DC Dra- the Arlington Cinema Draft House was like the New York of comedy. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. So big shout out to them. Um, they've been really supportive of me and. Um, they gave me a lot of opportunity there, man. And, um, you know, I was talking to Nick, the bartender, and, you know, he's, you know, he's going to miss it. And uh, he loved the comedy there. So, um, you don't, if you get a chance, you hear this podcast, please go out Friday and Saturday. It's like a, a Hall of Fame 
of um, the Hall of Fame of um, comedy, uh, the D DC draft, honestly, Cinema Draft House. A lot of comments want to come through, show some love. So if you're in the area, slide through this weekend and um, do so. Um, I'm going to be out in L.A., maybe. I'll be out in L.A. this weekend. So um, L.A. Comics hit me up. It's going to be a fun time. So um, my name is Mike Brown. You catch me on the Twitter at O-L-M-I-K-E-B-757. Catch me on the YouTube, same thing. Facebook, uh, Old Mike B. Hashtag promote Mike B if you want to follow anything I'm doing. Instagram, Old Mike B757. Snapchat, Old Mike B757. Promote Mike B t-shirts come out, comes out in March. OldMikeB.com. It's been fun. Thank y'all so much for listening, and I will talk to y'all soon next week. Um, going, going, back, back to Cali. Cali, see you. Peace.